Are you stuck in a rat race of schedules, to-do lists, and other people's priorities? Maybe you can't even remember when the last time you felt fully engaged with your body, your mind, and your surroundings. If this resonates with you, then you are in the right place. I am Susan Sanders, and I'm here to teach you about sustainable productivity. Each week, I'll be coming to your ears with lessons to create a life that you can fully engage with. Some weeks will be bite-sized moments of inspiration and sharing. Other weeks will include guests and more in-depth looks at doing the right things in a way that you can maintain over time. Let's get started. Welcome to this week's episode of the Sustainable Productivity Podcast. I am your host, Susan Sanders. Today, we're talking about celebrations. Before we get into that topic, we will start with a segment to highlight something that is making life sustainably productive. The goal is to show how we can make small, sustainable adjustments to create a life that we don't feel like running away from. We refer to this as the SPA, the Sustainable Productivity Adjustment. Today's SBA relates to last week's topic about rest. We do at least two dog walks each day in our house. The first one in the morning, we listen to our devices. The second one is either midday or now that it's getting really hot in North Carolina, we go after dinner. The point being, it is after I've written and spoken what seems like a zillion words between my sustainable suit work and my day job. I also solve a lot of last minute problems while planning ahead to avoid those problems on other projects. So my brain is often fried on that second walk. I thought for a long time that the answer was to zone out with an audiobook or podcast while we walked. Then I noticed how this was not the reprieve that I'd hoped for. So I started leaving the earbuds and the phone at home on the second walk. And boy, what a game changer. If I don't have earbuds, Paul doesn't take his, so we often wind up having actual conversations, like not about house and kid logistics, but we talk about what we're working on, where we're stuck, what we think about what is happening in our work, in our world. It's a great break for me mentally, and it's given us the added bonus of connection during the day. Now on to today's topic of celebration. I planned where this episode falls in the content calendar because when this drops, tomorrow is my birthday. Although it is not a milestone birthday in the sense of ending in a five or zero, I do think it's a big deal because it's a multiple of seven. So hear me out. I'm not sure where I originally read about about this, but there is a concept of living life in seven-year cycles. So consider how life has cycled through zero to seven, You're forming who you are by the people that your family surrounds you with. You don't have a lot of agency there. Ages 8 to 14, the second cycle of seven, you rely more on peers for development and starting to grow a personality of your own. The third cycle, ages 15 to 21, you break away from your family of origin, leaving for college maybe, or starting a career and establishing your own life. At least this is how my first three cycles of seven went and how I see it playing out for my kids. Of course, hindsight can be 2020, but I see distinct patterns in the next four cycles of seven as well. For me, ages 22 to 28, I was very focused on my career. I climbed the professional ladder quickly and intensely at the expense of my personal relationships. I had them, but I didn't really value them. 
ages 29 to 35, I struggled to right-size my relationships and work. I had a few life-changing relationships and several more disasters. My drinking and numbing was escalating during these years, but I'm not sure I really wanted to do anything about it at this time. I married right after my 35th birthday and moved into my next seven-year cycle. So this is ages 36 to 42. This window was a struggle to find my footing as a professional, as a parent, as a partner. I blew up a lot of relationships and my drinking escalated to an unsustainable point. I hopped around in a few jobs and did a massive lateral move into IT project management. Looking back, I think I was trying to solve inside problems with outside solutions. Which brings me to the cycle that I'm wrapping up now, ages 43 to 49. This is where I am today, starting the final year of this cycle tomorrow when I turn 49. This seven-year cycle has been a renaissance of sorts. I've spent years in therapy and recovery exploring my likes and dislikes, unearthing creative tendencies I didn't even know I had, allowing myself to enjoy people, places, and things that might not be cool or trendy, and even better, speaking up for myself when something no longer serves me just feels off. I cannot even imagine what this segment of 50 to 56 will be like. I know this all sounds a little woo-woo, and there's a lot of you that prefer the practical stuff on the podcast. I promise we're going to get to that too. But I have to bring up one more woo-woo thing. I know I'm on the right track when serendipity happens and I see cycles of seven in daily life. I had outlined this episode on a Saturday. Then Sunday, I read this next passage about the Joshua tree in a fiction book. Let me read this to you. Quote, the first seven years of the Joshua tree's life is just a vertical stem, no branches, she told me while we were hiking. It takes years before it blooms. And every branching stem stops growing after it blossoms. So you've got this complex system of dead areas and new growth, unquote. This is the gist of what I'm trying to say about these seven-year cycles. I have shed dead areas and welcomed new growth with each cycle. Sometimes it's something as simple as leaving behind a geographical place that was no longer serving me. Sometimes it's something as powerful as new growth and sobriety. In order to honor where I am in this seven-year cycle, I'm working my way through the book Seven. This was a gift from a writing group friend a few years ago, and I've been saving it for this transitional year. I can't wait to dig in and see what's revealed. And I'll link to the book in the show notes so you can check it out. Hi, listeners. As you're hearing this episode, it is my birthday month. My birthday is on June 20th, and I celebrate the whole month leading up to the day. When life gets busy, it's a lot of pressure to put on one day, so I make it last all month. I have a special request for my birthday month. I am hoping you will give me the gift of sharing the Sustainable Productivity Podcast with a friend or two. I want to double the number of listeners we have this summer, and I need your help. You can tell a friend, show her how to download the podcast, or reach out to me if you need help sharing it from your phone. Your support is the best gift I could receive. Thank you. Now, let's transition to some practical ideas around celebration. I have not always been great about this because I struggle to know what I want, then struggle more to ask for what I want, but no one does celebrations better than my sister. 
I think part of it is that she's an Enneagram too, always wanting to make people feel welcome and special. Enneagram with wing one is servant and with wing three is hostess. So need I say more? (laughs) Here are some of the ways she celebrates with her family. On each birthday, the person whose birthday it is eats off a special birthday plate and the girls will have balloons tied to their chair. For the first day of school, she bought a mini chalkboard for each of her daughters that asks milestone questions like grade, teacher, favorite subject, and such. There is a picture taken of each girl and them together. Now that they're hitting preteen and teenage, the difference in the first and last day of school photos is pretty striking. She has all kinds of celebrations and traditions like pizza on Christmas Eve and eating ice cream before dinner while she's on vacation. This does not always mean that life is rainbows, of course. The topic came up on a recent chat with her because I asked if they had done their last day of school celebration of going to the local ice cream place at the end of the day, before dinner, of course. She said, no, the girls had plans of their own. This is a sign of the times, and although they're not my kids, it seems bittersweet to me too. I encourage you to, to consider to do what she did with this change. She took the opportunity to celebrate in her own way. She and some of her friends got together for tacos and crumble cookies. While celebrations are important, they don't have to be set in stone. Hanging on to a celebration that no longer serves you is not sustainable or productive. And let me tell you, nothing is more punishing for a woman than forcing her teenage daughter into something she does not want to do. Her girls wanted to do something besides the traditional celebration, so my sister created a new one for herself and her friends. So this is the first sustainably productive suggestion, to create celebration traditions. They don't need to be elaborate or expensive. They don't even need to involve other people. The next adjustment is to ask for what you want. If you want someone to celebrate with you, then you need to share that desire with them. I asked my husband, Paul, to find a new-to-us Indian restaurant to kick off my birthday month celebration, and he acted out of the park. In the past, I've been wishy-washy asking for a night out or, hey, can we do something for my birthday? Mm -mm, Not anymore. I had something specific on my mind, and I asked for it. I don't always desire something specific. If I truly am okay with whatever he plans, then I can be more general in my ask. But I know that might get me hamburgers on the back deck and watching Talladega Nights. If I want something new, I have to specifically say I want something new. The flip side is the third adjustment. Buy it your damn self. Don't wait for Prince Charming to bring you the apple. Get it yourself. But wasn't his apple poisoned anyway? I think I might be mixing up my fairy tales here, but you get my point. Quit waiting around to be wooed and go woo yourself. In the days leading up to my birthday, I've taken myself out for coffee, bought a book that I've been wanting, and signed up for a yoga workshop that honestly scared me a little. If you follow me on social media, you've seen some pictures and video of that. I have a little celebration for you in honor of my birthday tomorrow. I created a printable celebration worksheet for you to complete when your birthday comes around. You can download it at sustainablesue.com celebrate and I'll include a link in the show notes too. That's sustainablesue.com slash 20 for the show notes. Let's wrap up this short episode on celebration. You are important enough to celebrate. 
And it does not have to be just one time a year. How different would mornings be with an attitude of celebrating a moment of silence in your furry bathrobe? It can be celebrating every month after your brutal period ends by trying a different type of tea at a shop near your office. It can be celebrating your efforts all week by napping for 20 minutes on a Sunday afternoon. Honoring your unique self will allow more of that self to come through. You deserve it and the world needs it. Until we meet next week, remember to create productive results in a way that you can sustain and that are productive for you. Thank you for listening. It is truly the birthday gift that I don't take for granted. You have just listened to the Sustainable Productivity Podcast. If you liked what you heard, you might like what you read. Come to SustainableSue.com to read more and subscribe to have the weekly message sent to your inbox. You can also get show notes, including links to things discussed in the episode there, SustainableSue.com. Consider sharing this episode with a friend. The more you share the message about sustainable productivity, the more we can create a world where we are all more engaged in our lives. Keep going, friends. As Devin Durant says, small efforts sustained over time can produce significant results. Have a good week.